Welcome to the Story Forest, a podcast of original tales for curious and adventurous children. Today, Princess Isabel, Harriet the Hare, and Ulrid the Unicorn dress up for a party, but are left to save the day when everything goes wrong. Written by Anna Roberts and read by her favourite storyteller in the world, her mother, Pam McNaughton. Princess Isabel and the birthday party. Princess Isabel woke up and leapt out of bed. She put on her adventure clothes and ran and jumped down the stairs before exploding into the breakfast room where Queen Mummy almost spilled her cup of tea. Good morning, dear, King Daddy said, still reading his newspaper. It's today, isn't it? Princess Maureen's birthday party. Princess Isabel spoke while diving for the breakfast table, taking toast and strawberries and yoghurt and banana all at once and starting to eat ferociously. I just can't wait. Queen Mummy laughed and King Daddy finally looked up. Princess Maureen, eh? Birthday, eh? You'll have to wear something else and take a good present. Of course I will, Daddy Princess Isabel grinned. But it's a costume party anyway, so I can wear my monkey costume. Good idea, King Daddy said with a smile. How's the yoghurt on toast? As soon as Princess Isabel had finished her rather strange breakfast, she rushed upstairs and put her monkey onesie on and then waited very patiently while Queen Mummy gave her a face paint to look like a monkey. She looked in the mirror and leapt into the air in delight. She looked amazing. She gave Queen Mummy and King Daddy a big kiss, then went to the royal treasury to look for a good gift for Princess Maureen. They had been friends since they were very small, and Princess Isabel wanted to make it a very, very good present. The treasury was really a very large, dusty cupboard filled with lots of precious things, lots of interesting things, and lots of things that nobody really knew anything about. Princess Isabel had only been four inches tall for a lot of her life and at that time it had seemed like an endless cavern of treasures. Now she was normal sized, it was a little smaller, but not much. She blew dust off medallions and old books. She unrolled maps and tugged at beads stuck in piles and messes. She followed the gleam of a ruby and the shine of an emerald, but nothing seemed quite right. Until, at last, in a small corner that she had almost walked straight past, she saw it. It was perfect, and Princess Maureen would love it. A small knight's helmet, but engraved beautifully, and when Princess Isabel picked it up, not too heavy either. Princess Isabel knew that her friend was dressing up as a knight for the party, and this would make her costume even better, and would be loads of fun for playing with afterwards. She picked it up and dragged it out of the treasury, convinced the butler to wrap it up for her, then bounded out of the castle and down to the stables to find Ulred the unicorn and Harriet the hare. Her friends were ready and waiting for her and looking just as excited as she was. Ulred the unicorn was wearing a red coat with white squares painted on it and standing very proudly. Ulred is dressed as a bus. And he's very proud of it. You've got to pretend that it's amazing, Harriet the Hare called out. Ulred the Unicorn couldn't speak very good English yet, so they were safe. Princess Isabel pretended to be amazed at the bus costume and Ulred whinnied in delight. 
Princess Isabel looked at Harriet the Hare. What are you dressed up as, Harriet? The Hare looked just as she always did, except she was holding her ears a bit differently and a bit scrunched up. Isn't it obvious, she said. I'm a rabbit. Princess Isabel pressed her lips together, then nodded. Very good. She told them all about the helmet she had found in the treasury, and they were very impressed. But it was time to go. All the games and the feast would be starting at lunchtime, and Princess Maureen's castle was quite far away. Princess Isabel grabbed Harriet the hare and climbed onto Ulred the unicorn's back, and they were off. It was a beautiful day, and Princess Isabel was very excited to see all her friends and have fun at the party. She hadn't been to a birthday party since she had been full-sized, and she couldn't wait to join in with all of the party games, especially hide-and-seek around the castle, which had all sorts of fantastic passageways, nooks, crannies and trapdoors. They rode up to the castle. Brightly coloured flags were flying from all of the towers and giant balloons were hovering above them. Princess Isabel was so excited. She saw Princess Maureen waving from the top of the castle steps and dismounted, then ran to give her friend a big hug. Princess Maureen laughed and led them inside. The party was wonderful. There were lots of children there, lots of brilliant games and lots and lots of delicious party food and wonderful cake. There were fantastic costumes, fairies and dragons and knights and ladybirds and book characters and cats and almost anything you could think of. They ran around the castle hiding, chasing, seeking and jumping, playing the best party games they had ever had. Princess Isabel was having a fabulous time and even Ulred the Unicorn and Harriet the Hare were allowed to join in as much as they could, though no one was very impressed with their costumes. Eventually all the children were tired and sat down to have a proper birthday tea. Afterwards they started to give poor Princess Maureen her presents. Princess Isabel had been excited to give her friend her gift and right at the end she presented her with it. Princess Maureen opened up the parcel and held the helmet up high. When she saw it, she gasped with happiness. It's amazing, thank you, she said and jumped up and gave Princess Isabel a big hug before putting it on her head. That was the moment when everything went wrong. As soon as it was on her head, Princess Maureen turned green. She yelped. And as soon as her mummy rushed over to see if she was okay and touched her, she turned green as well. And her daddy, and then lots and lots of the party guests standing around them. Princess Isabel was horrified. She almost went over to help, but Harriet the Hare gave her a little bite on the leg. If you go over there, you'll just go green like everyone else. We should try to be more clever than that. Just then, Princess Isabel overheard one of the adults at the party say something. He said, if only there was a wizard who could sort her out. Well, is there? She spoke to the man who shrugged, but someone else spoke timidly. Um, I've, I've heard of a wizard. He, he lives on his own and, and doesn't really talk to anyone, but, but, but he lives in a cave on the other side of the cobweb forest. Princess Isabel chewed her lip, then looked around her. Half the people there were green and the others looked so worried or panicked that they weren't going to help anyone. She quietly picked up Harriet the Hare and took hold of Ulred the Unicorn's bus costume and led them out of the castle. Once they were out, she spoke to them seriously. We're going to find that wizard and we're going to make everyone better. 
We made this mess and we're going to sort it, all right? Of course, Harriet the hare said, and they set off towards the cobweb forest. The forest was not a very nice forest. It was very crowded and dark, with tendrils of plants and cobwebs everywhere and lots and lots of spiders. Princess Isabel didn't really mind spiders most of the time, but there were so many here that it was a little bit creepy. But she thought of the green Princess Maureen and carried on. Quite soon they were through the forest and at the foot of some hills which quite quickly turned to mountains. Princess Isabel, Harriet the Hare and Ulred the Unicorn moved slowly through them until they saw a large opening into a dark cave. They hesitated briefly at the entrance, not being able to see anything within, but the thought of Princess Maureen and all the green gave them courage and they stepped into the darkness. The first cavern was large, dark and echoey. Ulred the unicorn trod as softly as he could, but still the sound rang out around them. Princess Isabel realised quite suddenly that she didn't actually know if this wizard was good or bad. She gulped nervously. The space around them gradually got smaller until they came to an opening that was too small for them to get through without Princess Isabel dismounting. A faint light came through and as she stepped through she gasped. This cavern had a pathway through the middle and glowing water either side, shining a familiar shade of green. Princess Isabel decided to take it as a good sign that the water was the same shade as Princess Maureen's face. Princess Isabel walked carefully along the path and the others followed. From the next cavern they could hear what sounded like music and Princess Isabel braced herself to meet the wizard, whoever he was. But when she went through the passage she saw a huge cavern stretching up with small waterfalls everywhere, illuminated by coloured lights. The musical sound was the drops of water echoing around the cave. It was beautiful. They passed through many caverns. One was full of emerald green frogs. One smelled deliciously of cake. They had to jump, dodge and duck their way through until finally they came to a cave that seemed completely plain with a very ordinary front door at the end of it. They reached it, then looked at each other. Princess Isabel took a deep breath then pressed the doorbell. Coming! They heard a voice cry from inside almost immediately, followed by crashes, thumps and the sound of lots of things falling over and the same voice shouting in pain. Finally, the door opened. In front of Princess Isabel and her friends stood a tall man with brown hair and a red beard. He had large, mismatched eyebrows, a dark blue wizard robe and a flowery yellow apron and a flat cap. He looked at them appraisingly. Hello, I'm Wizardy Bizardy. Hello, I'm Princess Isabel and this is Harriet the Hare and Ulred the Unicorn. Please, Wizardy Bizardy, we really, really need your help. If the wizard's face fell when he heard the name of his guest, she didn't notice. So focused was she on helping Princess Maureen. Ah, well, I, I suppose you'd better come in. He turned around and they followed, stepping through a room full of books and strange apparatus, most of which seemed to have very recently fallen onto the floor. It's my friend Princess Maureen, Princess Isabel said, not wanting to waste any more time. I gave her a helmet I found in the treasury as a birthday present, but as soon as she put it on, she turned green. 
and anyone else who touches her turns green too. Oh, please, please, can you help us? Princess Isabel was surprised when she looked at Wizardy Bizardy to see that he also looked a little off colour. Um, was, was the helmet about, about this big? He held out his hands with patterns of sunflowers. Yes, said Princess Isabel eagerly. Do you know something about it? Can you help? Harriet spoke up, looking sharply at the wizard, who was looking mournful now. That helmet was, was supposed to give you the strength of a horse, he said sadly, not to make you turn green. Another spell gone wrong, I suppose. You mean it was your spell? Princess Isabel questioned the wizard, who had by now sunk down into an armchair, which wheezed as he did so. The wizard nodded unhappily, and momentarily Princess Isabel and the others were lost for words. What were they supposed to do now? Well, Princess Isabel said carefully, you would feel much better if you helped us to sort it out. Come with us. Oh dear, the wizard said, half-heartedly kicking a spell book. Most, most of my spells go wrong anyway. Princess Isabel looked worriedly towards her friends, and Harriet the Hare stepped forwards. Wizardy Bizardy, it's your responsibility to come with us. Get whatever you need and let's leave now. Wizardy Bizardy looked like he had never been told what to do by a hare before. He stood up and started muttering and throwing things into a bag, which was actually much too small to hold them all if you thought about it. But after a couple of minutes, he said he was ready. Let's, let's go out the back way, it's much quicker, he said leading them through a small door that led straight out onto the forest again. When it closed behind them, they couldn't see any hint of a doorway at all. They all climbed onto Ulred the unicorn's back, and he set off quickly back through the forest. Soon they were approaching the castle. It was quiet, and the balloons and flags looked strange with no noise, no people, no party. They went inside and found a hush, Everyone was scared and everyone was green. Princess Isabel dismounted and took a deep breath before she spoke loudly to everyone. Don't worry, we're going to fix this. We've brought Wizardy Bizardy. At that moment behind her, Wizardy Bizardy fell off Ulred's back and onto the floor, where he immediately sprouted three yellow tentacles. They were then replaced by purple furry arms, then finally disappeared. He stood up. Ah, yes, should be a simple one, really. Um, He waved his arms in the air and said a few strange magic-sounding words. Nothing seemed to happen. And then suddenly everyone wasn't green anymore. They weren't green, but they were purple. Princess Isabel pursed her lips. Yes, yes, that can happen, Wizardy Bizardy said, wringing his hands. Let's try again. He did much the same again, and suddenly everyone was back to their normal colour. They all started to cheer, and then everything changed again. Princess Isabel felt something strange crawling over her skin. She suddenly felt very light and bouncy. She went to open her mouth to say something, but all that came out was a strange sound. And then she realised she had turned into a monkey. She looked around her. Everyone had turned into what they were dressed up as. Ulred was now a large bus with a unicorn horn sticking out of the front. Princess Maureen was a knight in full armour and a large lance. There were cats and ladybirds and all sorts of things all over the place. 
and in the middle was Wizardy Bizardy, looking confused. Princess Isabel used her bounding legs to jump towards him and chatter in his face. He gradually seemed to work out who she was. It's, it's no use now. I need more magic to undo this spell as well. I, I need some gems and I, I just don't have any. Princess Isabel raised her monkey arms in a question and the wizard reached into his pocket and drew out a little dull greenish gem. It's a big magic. I'd need at least five more of these. Princess Isabel's eyes lit up. She had seen gems like this around the castle during the game of hide-and-seek. She grabbed the gem, then bounded towards Maureen the Knight and a few others that she knew and managed to make them understand that they needed to find them. Soon everyone was looking all over the castle. The first gem was found balanced on top of a very large wardrobe. The second, cleverly found by a cat, was nestled in a sofa. The third had somehow made it onto the birthday cake and the fourth was in a large grandfather clock. They gathered them all and took them to the hall where Wizardy Bizardy was standing. They still needed one more. Princess Isabel the monkey felt something on her side. She looked down and saw a rabbit and then realised that it must be Harriet the hare. The rabbit pointed her paw upwards and Princess Isabel saw in the middle of the chandelier which hung high, high above them, a gem. It was so high up. Princess Isabel climbed onto a table, then onto a bookshelf, then edged her way along a window frame. She scampered along a rafter, then paused. The chandelier hung a few feet away from her. She was going to have to jump. But now everyone was looking up at her, the strange collection of animals and creatures and characters. She took a deep breath and jumped. She was falling, 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 and then she reached out her monkey paw and grabbed the chandelier, her tail curling around it at the same time. She reached for the gem and then grabbed it, swung the chandelier until she could let go and land on a large statue. She scampered down to the floor and presented the gem to Wizardy Bizardy. He took it gingerly and then began to wave his arms around and speak strange words again. Everyone was waiting silently to see what would happen. Smoke began to rise from the floor all around them and soon they couldn't see anything. There was silence and then the smoke began to clear. When they could see again, everyone began to jump and dance and sing. They were back to normal. Princess Isabel ran to congratulate and thank Wizardy Bizardy, but he was gone. There was just a folded paper note where he had been standing. She put it in her pocket and ran to speak to Princess Maureen. The rest of the party was all the wilder and happier for the strange adventures everyone had been through. They ate cake and jelly and ice cream and said their goodbyes with hugs and laughter. On her way home, Princess Isabel remembered the note. She opened it and began to read. Dear Princess Isabel, my sincere apologies for the happenings of today. The truth is I often get things wrong as a wizard, even though I do try my best. And I must make another apology too. When you were a baby, I was trying as a gift to the king and queen to cast a spell of protection over you. It went badly wrong, with consequences you are in no doubt all too aware of. I was delighted to discover that you had regained your whole height and are clearly in no need of further protection anyway. 
I understand that you will not want to see me again. Please accept my most sincere apologies for both circumstances, Wizardy Bizardy. Princess Isabel gasped. She told her friends about it, and they wondered and thought all the way home. When they arrived, Princess Isabel went for a cup of hot chocolate with Queen Mummy and King Daddy and told them all about her adventures. They were very impressed and were glad that she had got back to them, not green, not purple and not a monkey. What do you think about Wizardy Bizardy then? asked Queen Mummy. Princess Isabel thought for a while. I think, she said slowly, I think I would like to invite him for breakfast and tell him it's all right now. Could we do it, Mummy? It was all agreed and Princess Isabel wrote the note, then went up to bed. Wizardy Bizardy came to breakfast the next day and though he was shy and very apologetic, Princess Isabel managed to make him smile a few times and by the end he was no longer saying sorry every other word. After all, she said to Harriet the Hare before they went off for a picnic, you never know when it will be useful to have a wizard for a friend. The End Thanks for listening. In the next episode, Princess Isabel's cousins visit and get on the wrong side of a fairy, which is a very bad idea. Don't miss out. Subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts to make sure you're the first to hear our brand new stories every week.